Praise the Lord. Guys, come out here. Hey, listen, it's not snowing. Right?
praise the Lord for that, right? Praise Amen. the Lord for the Lord yes. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. You know, I was thinking this morning, I was taking myself back a few years back uh, when I was in the service. I remember one morning I was in Frankfurt, Germany uh, at the cafeteria, and I was reading this um, uh, newspaper called The Stars of Stripes. Anybody ever remember that? You military guys, Stars of Stripes? You used to remember that. And one of the things that there was an article in there about the uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is it real? It, did it really happen? You know, did it really happen, you know? And, uh, and this article caught my attention because in it, it was talking about the very day in the first century when Jesus arose from the dead. And it talked about that, you know, because people try to disprove the resurrection. And, and one of these things that one of the proofs of the resurrection is the fact that there were like three factions of people. There were three factions of people uh, back then. You had the Romans, right, which were in charge of everything, right? And then you had the Pharisees, the Jews, right, who were in charge of their little area right there, the spiritual aspect of it, right? And then you had the disciples, right? You had the disciples. So here Jesus is crucified on a rugged cross, right? He's laid in a tomb. Where's his disciples at? Where were they? They were hiding out in a room somewhere, right? Because they were afraid that, hey, they were going to be killed just like their master was, right? And so there they were in this room, and they're hidden, right? And so when we think about the tomb, Jesus was put placed in the tomb. There was a seal placed over it. And we're going to read a little bit about that. But there's a seal placed over it. And, 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 and it's, it's really amazing that, you know, and they were, and the Jews were worried about somebody stealing the body. And so they ended up putting the uh, soldiers and stuff in front of it uh, to guard it, you know, so nobody would come in and steal the body and undermine the authority. But here's the thing is, the thing is, the Jews didn't want Jesus' body to be stolen, right? The Romans didn't want Jesus' body to be stolen because it would create chaos and commotion throughout the providence of Jerusalem, right? And here's the thing, the disciples weren't going to steal it because they were hiding out in an upper room. Right? So, so here's the fact is, Jesus was sealed in a tomb. And you know what? But we know that Jesus arose from the dead. And so I want to read some passages of scripture this morning here briefly, if I can put up with this wind right here. Give me a second here. So here it is in the morning, resurrection morning. In uh, Mark chapter 16, it says, When the Sabbath was over, it says that Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might come to anoint his body. Now you got to remember, Jesus was buried before the Sabbath day started, which would be on Friday night at, at dusk is when the Sabbath starts. So he had to be off of that cross and in the tomb before dark fell on Friday night. So these ladies had to wait until the first day of the week, right? And so very early, it says the first day of the week, which is why we celebrate on this particular day. The first day of the week was Sunday, all right? And this is why we celebrate uh, and, we, and we have our services on Sunday, in case you didn't know that. First day of the week, they came to the tomb uh, when the sun had risen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so and they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And then it says, looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. Amen. 
although it was extremely large. So we know the women didn't roll it away, right? So we know that, right? Or the men. And then, and then listen to this. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man or an angel sitting at the right wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. You reckon? Yeah. I would be amazed too, right? Right. And he said to them, he said, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. And listen, and then he says this. He says this. And I, I love this. He says, this is, what the, this is what the angel told him. He says, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. It says they went out and they fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. <laughs> we reckon. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. And after he had risen early on the first day of the week, the first appeared to Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out the seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with him uh, uh, while they were mourning and weeping. Hiding out, right? And when they heard that he was alive and had seen her, they refused to believe it. They refused to believe it. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along the, the way to the country. And those are the, the boys in Emmaus, right? And they went away and reported it to others, but they did not believe them either. You know, and here's the thing is, a lot of people didn't believe, didn't believe he would rise from the dead. So that's another reason why the body wasn't stolen wasn't removed from the tomb even his own disciples doubted but you know what but then for the next 40 days what happened Jesus started appearing in different places he would he would peer in the room with all his disciples and then Thomas wouldn't be present, right? And Thomas would say, I don't believe he's risen unless I can touch what? The nail pierced on his hands and his side, right? And then the very next meeting they have, what happens? And Thomas is with them. Jesus appears. And what I love about the scripture when Jesus appears is the first thing out of Jesus' mouth, the first thing out of Jesus' mouth was, hi, fellas, how you doing? That wasn't the first thing. The first thing was, was uh, this, here's the first statement was, he said, here, Thomas. That's right. Touch my nail pierced hands. Touch my side. See, it is me. And then he tells me, he said, blessed are those who haven't seen, yet believe. Tell me Jesus wasn't thinking about all of us this morning. Amen. He was thinking about all of us. And I'm telling you, we have hope in the Lord this morning. Amen. We have hope and we're saved. We have hope in the Lord. I want to read one other passage of Scripture because, and I want to close with this passage of Scripture because Jesus is coming again. Amen. And listen, and for those of you, listen, don't fear death. As a believer, as a believer, we need not to fear death. Amen. Death does not conquer us because Jesus conquered death right? Yeah, that's right and because he conquered death and we have faith and belief in him we too are going to conquer death as well in fact there's a mystery in the resurrection in first corinthians apostle paul writes about it 
He says uh, in first fi in uh, chapter 15, verse 15, Now I say this, brethren, he said that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. He said, Behold, he said, I tell you a mystery, because we don't know about this yet, right? We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. You and I, we might we might die in this world, but we're going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. And then when Jesus comes back in the rapture, which we spent that year in Revelation, listen, when he comes back, we're going to be snatched out in a, in a twinkling of a second. Right? In a twinkling of a second. I mean, you know how fast that is? That's fast. That's super fast. I think we're going to break the sound barrier and rock the whole world when we, when we get caught up in the air, right? Yeah. And he says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, just bat your eye, that's how fast it's going to be. At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on what? Imperishable. And this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your, your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is what? Is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And then he tells us, he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Everybody say steadfast. steadfast. That means to be anchored in Jesus. And in his word, be anchored in him, right? Don't be anchored in nothing else. Just keep your eyes on the prize. What's the prize? The prize is Jesus and his kingdom. And that's where we're going to spend eternity. And we can't ever forget that while we live on this planet. We're going to be with him forever in eternity, forever and ever. But God has us down here for a little while for a reason. He has a mission for you and I to go and tell. Remember that angel told the women to what? Go and what? And tell. Go and tell. And so he went. They went and they told. You realize the women were the first evangelists? Some people don't realize. They don't think about that. The women were the first evangelists, right? They had to go and tell. They were instructed by the angels to go and tell. That's what we're to do. That's our mission on earth. To bring glory to God, to go and tell. He said, therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast and always abounding, always, always abounding in what? The work of the Lord. Always in the work of the Lord. Always. Listen, we're going, hey, listen, we're, we're not even going to need rest when we get up there. But that's where our, our rest is going. Listen, rest in Jesus now. When you work in the Lord, you can rest in Jesus. You know, we had a great day yesterday. Had a lot of families and kids that were here yesterday. We had a great time to be able to share our story share the gospel with them. Kids had fun. I praise the Lord for that. And the whole point of it is just to share this message right here I'm sharing with you today. Amen. There is a hope that's beyond everything. When I think about, oh, uh, uh, oh death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? Listen, I want to leave you with this story right here. A friend of mine uh, met the governor out in Arizona. And he went into his office in Arizona, right? And so he's in his office, which is a big honking off, big office, right? Big old office. And so he's at had this big old desk. And so my friend went in and sat down in the chairs in front of the desk. And when he was looking at the desk, he was disturbed greatly. 
And I said, why were you disturbed? He says, he said, because there was this glass box that was sitting there on the desk. And in this glass box, he said, was the biggest, baddest, ugliest scorpion you ever saw. And he said, it was ugly and just, you know, and all the feet and everything. It was just ugly and hairy and just bodacious. It was, it was just ugly, right? And so, and he said, he was like, and the governor noticed that he was nervous about this scorpion, right? And so he says, you're a little scared about that scorpion, right? He said, oh yeah. He says, he said, that is the ugliest. I don't want to know. I don't want to get nowhere near it. I can't believe you got that on your desk, right? He says, he says, listen, come here. I want to show you something. So he gets up from his desk, right? And he takes my friend and walks over to the wall. And on the wall was a shadow box. And in that shadow box was the stinger to that scorpion. Wow. He said, you know, he says, that scorpion ain't nothing. It's just ugly. It's all it is. It's just ugly. It can't hurt you. It can't harm you. It cannot sting you because the sting have been taken away. And see, that's what Jesus has done for us. There's no sting in death. We think sometimes we get fearful of death because, hey, listen, we're fixing to, we're fixing to go through something, you know. We're fixing to go through something. There's no sting of death because Jesus is the one that takes the sting of death. Listen, the last breath that you exhale, the next one you're going to inhale is in the presence of Jesus. It's going to be that quick. Just like just like the rapture, the twinkling of an eye, that last breath you, you take, listen, your first breath is going to be when you enter the gates of heaven. And I'm excited. And that's all because of what? It's because Jesus, who died on a cross, Jesus, who took all of our sin, right? He said that he took the cup of all of our sin and he drank it. All of your sin and my sin, he took it. That's why he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. Because God could not look upon his son. He drank the cup of our sin. That's what he did. And listen, he is alive today. Amen. We know that. Factually, we know that. The tomb is empty, right? Listen, we know that when Jesus he appeared for 40 days, he walked through He walked through different places, different people, the road to Emmaus. They didn't recognize who he was because he didn't want them to recognize who he was. They talked about the Old Testament scriptures uh, in comparison to the New Testament scriptures. He told them everything that happened. And then they, when they broke bread, their eyes were open. They saw it was Jesus. And the, and the Bible says that he disappeared right in front of their very eyes. Right? And they were like, did we not feel our hearts burdened within us when he was talking to us? I pray that your heart burns within you this morning. That Jesus talks to you. There's a hope that's beyond every hope in the world. And the only hope that there is for the world is Jesus Christ. Amen. So I praise the Lord for that. There is no sting of death because Jesus took it away. And I pray that everyone here knows Jesus as Savior. Because that's the only way you get to go to heaven. Listen, none of us, most people, a lot of people will come to Jesus because he died on the cross. He shed his blood for you, this and that. A lot of times we try to bypass owning up to our sin. We can't, we got to own up to our sin. That's right. We got to recognize that we're sinners. We got to recognize that we're sinners and we're helpless because we're sinners. But that Jesus came to remove that sin. But we got to own up to it. And if you don't own up to it, then you don't, you don't know the gospel. Jesus paid your fine that you could not pay. We were stained with sin. We can't get rid of the sin. Only Jesus can. And so it takes all of who he is 
to clean all of what we are, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And to transform us and renew our minds and heart from the inside out. I love you this morning. Thank you for being here this morning. Our service is at 1030 here. Come be with us if you will. And, uh, and let's just celebrate Jesus this day. It's all about him. Everything you have, everything I have is all because of him. Because of what he did. He cre he's the creator of all of us. We're made in his image and his likeness. But the image was taken away when sin entered the garden. But it was restored when we believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? Yeah. So what I see is a bunch of image bearers right here. You guys bear the image of the Son of Jesus Christ. Amen. Through the world. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this special morning and this special time. And Lord, I can only imagine, Lord, what these women felt like since they were astonished and full of fear and fright and awe of what they experienced. And Lord, they had news and in some aspects of it, they ran back to to Peter and John and all the disciples to tell them what they had experienced. And then Peter and John run to the tomb and John beats Peter to the tomb and he runs inside the tomb and sees it's in fact empty and tells Peter it's empty, it's empty, it's empty, it's risen. He's not here. Is it true? Is it happened? And then we know that later on, as the years roll by, each disciple dies a martyr's death. Or what got him out of a closed up room? What got him out of that closed up room? And it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ, their Savior. To go all the way to the death. For Jesus. I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here who doesn't know Christ as Savior, that they'd ask Christ to come into their heart right now and say, Lord Jesus, I need you to be my Savior this morning. Come into my heart. Save my soul. Remove my sin. And Lord, I trust you today. Starting today, I trust you with all my heart. Help me to turn from my sin, chase you with all that I am. And help me to learn about you the rest of the days of my life that I can honor you and walk in obedience and faith to you, Jesus. I thank you for touching me this morning. I thank you for my Christian brothers and sisters here that we can remember and celebrate. We can encourage one another. We can comfort one another with all these words to know, God, that you are real. Lord, you rose from the dead. You appeared to your disciples. And then in Acts, you appeared to more than 500 people. 500 people watched you leave the earth and go to sit at the right hand of the Father and disappeared in the clouds. Now, Lord, that's believable to me. One or two people, I might question it. But 500 people, Lord, I praise you, Jesus, for it. And I thank you, Lord, the greatest proof of all is that you changed my heart and you changed every heart of people that are here. And Lord, they can sense your presence in their life. And Lord, I thank you for that presence, Lord. Encourage us this day. Bless our families. Bless our kids and our grandkids. If they don't know you, Lord, that somehow today and every other day you would touch them before it's everlasting too late and turn them around and turn them to you, Jesus. And Lord, let us be the family of God you intended us to be be in heaven together with you. Lord, we know hell was not designed for humans. It was designed for the devil and his angels. But Lord, you designed heaven just for us. And you intended for us to go there, all of us. And I pray that we don't reject your message, but we accept it, believe it, live it for the rest of our life. We thank you for our time together this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.
Let's give it up for Jesus. What a great turnout. Thank you all. And listen, man, you guys are dismissed. Man. You guys are dismissed. And listen, at 1030, we'll see you. All right?